friends. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fort Worth Roots. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by, you guessed it, GW District. Go to shopgwdistrict.com or go to your app store and pull up the GW District app. This is a business hub for black-owned businesses. Here you're going to find 110 black-owned businesses listing their merchandise. And I'm on the website right now, and I see that they have expanded. There are now services and podcasts. Uh, under the services, you'll find Building Generational Wealth, New Wave University, Build an Online Store, Paid Advertising. So that's different. They're, they're growing. Podcast, View All Podcasts. Here we go. Smokers Lounge, Tosh and Truth, Very Disrespectful Show, F Your Mother Podcast, GW District Spotlight, Natural Souls Conversations, Mason Day Antoinette, 7209 Podcast, Sports Life Talk, Epic Thoughts, Black Girl Interrupted Podcast, The Getaway Podcast. Lots of stuff here. GW District is growing, and if you're one of the many people that are already shopping uh, through this network, you're part of that growth. So thank you for being a part of the growth at GW District. You can go shop gwdistrict.com, or like I said, go to your app store, pull up the GW District app. All right. Our guest today is a return guest from episode 22. He is the owner and host of the Dudes and Beer podcast. He is the owner and host of Talking Sound podcast. Uh, engineer at HC Productions, um, and the owner and president of HC Universal Network. And that's where you can find all of his stuff, hcuniversalnetwork.com. If you've already guessed the name and you said Christopher Jordan, you're right. This dude's awesome. We get into all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, And here's something that I wasn't allowed to talk about on the last show because I didn't know if he'd let me, but I got approval to tell you guys that Christopher Jordan is to Alex Jones as young Jamie is to the Joe Rogan. Yeah, I said that kind of weird, but I think that's right. He used to do all of the behind the scenes stuff, pulling up news articles and things like that and putting them up on the screen so that Alex Jones like could flow the conversation intelligently or as intelligently as, as, as one would um, on the Alex Jones show. But anyway, um, if you don't know who Alex Jones is, Google it and then be very impressed. So, <laughs> all right, I've done enough talking. Let's give it up for Christopher Jordan. Thank y'all for being here and let's start the show. No, uh, I had a guy who was coming to me for Talking Sound out of Houston. He was all right. He apparently worked Talking Sound is one of your other shows? Yeah, Talking Sound is my industry podcast all about audio, video, IT, things like that. We cover CES every year, all Mm -hmm. kinds of fun stuff. It's great. like Super fun. Um, Probably, honestly, of all of them, the show that gets the least amount of work put into it but would probably have the greatest <laughs> fucking reward if I put a little bit of push behind yeah. it. Like, if I got it to the point that Dudes and Beer is, it would be like, okay, Chris could make a living podcast. Talking sound, right? Yeah. That's the one, whenever I connected with you, mm-hmm. that's the one that I thought was your primary. Yeah. 
and, and it's then, got and, more it's got more seasons than anything yeah. else and existed longer than right. anything else. And, and then whenever you brought up dudes and beers, I was like, oh, you have another one. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I've got the podcast cadet training right. series, right. which Did is that all, just start or because yeah. you just added me to the, the yeah. page or the yeah, group. The group just started. OK. Me and Amy were talking like we've had podcast cadet for about a year and yeah. a half, two years. Yeah. And, uh, I'll start helping you pump that up on my end. Just well, yeah, like any podcasters, you know, have mm -hmm. them join the group. The yeah. idea is not like, hey, like we may do a promo Saturday or something. Mm -hmm. Who knows? But the idea is, what issues are you having? The first ten, first thirty people that I invited were people like uh, Todd Cochran from Blueberry. Like uh -huh. he's like the fucking founder of Blueberry. <laughs> Like, he's in our group. These are people you want to be yeah, around. Yeah. Like, one of the new guys on the network came in and asked a question, like, should I do a page? Should I do this? And, like, Todd Cochran gave him this huge response. And I think I, I saw like, some Thank of that. you. And, like, two or three people else responded. And yeah. I responded. And then I texted him. I was like, hey, you know that response that you got earlier? That Todd Cochran is, like, the, the head of fucking Blueberry Podcast. Just so you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> just letting you know, buddy. Like, well, well, I know you just got into the game, but welcome. Like Lucas, you're swinging with some big dudes in this yeah. group. Lucas Peterson will definitely be listening to this episode. He listens to all my shows, mm. um, and uh, he was the first one that I invited whenever you had me join that group. So yeah. nice, Lucas. Thanks for being in the group. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and I mean, for me, it's just the fact that I love podcasting. I loved broadcasting when I was in broadcasting, and did that. And for me, having come from a world of rock and roll into broadcasting and now into this much like rock and roll where i saw just people getting horrid advice why would you talk to failures and ask them advice yeah um, like it, it it made as much sense to me as when i was promoting bands for a bar to ask how many people we brought right that to me sounds like you were not a successful bar <laughs> how about i bring as many people as you have without music on your stage yeah i'll bring that many people to the door i've heard artists talk about or this is who it was it was a, a comedian on I, I believe the jre show and um talking about in order to play certain clubs you had to bring you had to bring a, a certain number you gotta of guarantee like 50 people at the door yeah. you're playing with three other bands we think we got a capacity of 250 that allows 35 to 50 per band throughout the whole night if nobody else comes in the door or for people to walk in and out as their friends stop playing that kind of stuff for yeah. new people to come in yeah so yeah like if you wanted and you only made money from the door yeah so five bucks a head like you may make 250 for your band that night oh bars making money bars making 50 percent would now, be pretty generous now right? the question comes to bear once again without the bands on the stage how many how many asses do you have in the seats yeah Is 20 25 percent capacity if, if you got four people on a regular thursday night without music on your stage tell you what how about i get a 15 percent bar cut yeah. For while my band is playing. Now you're talking. Because <laughs> the 25 people that I bring will drink hard in that hour. I promise. Yeah. I guarantee <laughs> you the 25 people I bring because they got kids, bro. When they go out, they going out. <laughs> like it, it was nothing for my friend. Whenever I was playing with my band Shaq Jones here in town doing like electronic music yeah. opening. Yeah. It was nothing for me to bring 25 people between me and my buddy. Uh-huh. And yeah, they'd all come and spend like 50 bucks in an hour, like beer and a shot. 
and it wasn't like let me buy a cheap beer it was like give me a stella and a shot yeah you know but what you're talking about now is you know married people that have kids and yeah they're, they're not here to just hang out they yeah, got man. a babysitter they, they are on a throwdown <laughs> the first dude. time they've been out in yeah. two months and that's just it we didn't play every freaking thursday we played like once a month yeah so that we could be like two first tuesday next month put it on your calendars folks like you got time to find a babysitter you got time to ask off the evening from work all kinds of stuff yeah there's a lot more planning <laughs> that goes into that well yeah and but i i intimately understand how hard it is to like I mean, if you were if i was going to try to get 50 people to go to a place at a certain time i know yeah. for a fact i could never do it i, well, could, I couldn't do that's it. not true you could do it uh social media is out there now but yeah and, that helps but and just to loop back to that conversation of rock and roll and why I use it in podcasting now is the fact of uh, there. there's a magic formula that if you follow it as any band, you will at least be guaranteed local success. Yeah. And that is following the formula of for every one hour of studio time, be it rehearsal, recording, whatever, every member of that band is doing three hours of promotion a week. Nice. So for every one hour a week of rehearsal time, you spend three hours rehearsing, getting drunk, doing whatever, great. Five-member band, that should be 15 hours of promotion done that week. And is that social media? Social media? Hand, I don't care, man. Put on your rollerblades and go kick it outside the mall <laughs> with some handbills. Go out and get the word out. Go share it on a group I'm, while you're sitting there on the toilet for 20 minutes doing whatever or sitting on the couch watching Simpsons. Letting your legs go numb. Yeah. Like, <laughs> share things. Yeah. You know? Go share it. Go share the band. Go share our latest single that we put out. For those of you that didn't listen to Christopher Jordan's first episode with mm. us, we went over uh, the world of AV and kind of what he's into, but... Uh, if he'll let me, I'll I'll take the camera here after we're done recording and just kind of show you this. Room. Oh yeah, it's do it! Amazing, <laughs> so much stuff in here. And <laughs> as he's talking about the the AV stuff, I'm over here like mm hmm mm hmm, trying to keep up. Sometimes I have to dumb it down and and say it in my own way so that I understand. But uh, Chris, Chris has just an entire lifetime of knowledge in this, and he is uh, next level uh, when it comes to audio engineering all this stuff Thank it's, you. it's incredible so well it's uh, it's been a passion of mine since i first found it in early college yeah that kind of stuff. like i was always involved with music oh god how much has it changed since then oh i'm not entirely. calling you old I'm, no 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 in the last 20 years everything has changed uh, i could uh i don't know if it's readily available well, i think it's packed away but right down there on my shelf I just took everything down for my wife and made her little section across from the camera there. Um, but I actively still use my Tascam analog four track. And this is the part where I go, uh-huh. Yeah. It, uh, imagine recording four tracks of audio to a cassette tape. Oh, okay. Well, and that's I, what I was mixing on was well, like a cassette tape that you'd go to Walgreens and buy for ninety nine cents. My, my dad had a radio with the cassette yeah. deck in it, and I would I'd wait for the song to come on. Oh yeah, that's would, how you made it. I would hit tape. record. That's it. And sometimes you had to do it two or three uh, and times. And if you missed it, all just day. wait an hour. Yeah, yeah. wait <laughs> an hour or two because if it's one of the top <laughs> ten, it'll, it'll be coming back yeah. around at the top of the so hour. That's my experience with AV, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I mean it's basically the same thing. My my first four track, and I remember scouring pawn shops across houston for them because i could not afford 
the two hundred and fifty dollars yeah for a Tascam four track uh, it was the MK two yeah still have it love it um and still use it to this day like really? maintain it clean it demagnetize the heads I've got a whole box of blank tape um see I told you and it it's <laughs> just the level. fact of when I do a lot of electronic music so I. I sometimes do back masking and backward right. recording. What What did you just send me? That That's a new album that you just released? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I absolutely. really enjoyed that. Puer Ad Somnum. Well, it, say it again. Puer Ad Somnum. P-U-E-R-A-D-S-O-M-N-U-M. Okay. And can I put a link in the show notes Oh, absolutely. That? I'll send you a link to okay, it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, so Chris sent me this uh, new album that he's released, and it's... It's mind bending. Are you gonna play some? Oh yeah. Here, keep talking. Yeah, okay. Well, it's something I've never heard before. I mean, I I know what electric is or that that sure. genre. I get it, but I I don't know if I just don't listen to enough of it or what. But I I've never heard anything like this. Here's your headphone, real oh, quick. Sweet. Uh, or it it's may reach. reach there. Will here. it reach? Here you go, folks. Can I do like this? Here's here's a little bit of poor ad somnum. Which, and this will be in the show notes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you made all this from, from the equipment you have here in the room? Yep. As well as the people out in the front room. Because subliminally in the music, buried at about 80%, 85% behind the music is the prenatal heartbeat of my son and my wife as recorded from inside the world. I hear so, so the way that my son's heartbeat sounded and the way that he heard my wife's heartbeat. Wow, man, that's, uh, that's there you go. We're next level stuff, nope. Chris. <laughs> so, yeah, wild stuff, man. Um, <laughs> I was not... If I was expecting you to say anything, it was not that that was your son's heartbeat inside the womb of your wife. I was not. <laughs> well, the the whole purpose for that track, and I say my dirty secret. Uh, it's my dirty secret that I've made this meditation music and things like this yeah. involving binaural beats and frequencies. Most of the time, it was frequencies intended to slightly disturb or make somebody feel a certain emotive this way. This seems more relaxing this this seems yeah this is like but when i made this track my son has never not had music playing in his room yeah since the day he came home from it since the day he came out and came into the room that track was playing and the whole time in the hospital room your son's name is dalbus dalbus yeah dalbus okay sorry yeah. it's okay oh well uh, i mean for me it was the fact of I use frequency therapy. I use binaural beats. Um, the earlier you can get somebody into it, the the better off their brain will be. It literally is just the fact of you know uh, adding t adding more tools to the toolkit before they even know that the toolkit's there. So, walk me through this because I I think I've, I've I've heard people kind of discuss the effect, the positive effect, uh, neurologically on somebody whenever sure. they listen to that kind of yep. music what 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 are you can you speak on that intelligently yeah i can't <laughs> here here is the the easiest way to understand it 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 operates off of the principle in physics called entrainment which is basically it, it's an anomalous reaction to 
objects that are similar in the world around them. Um, for instance, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Mythbusters. Oh, yeah. But back in the day, there was one where they had a bunch of metronomes on the same thing. Okay. Uh, and they were trying to get them all to move at the same time, and they had to, like, isolate them on springs. But What were they using to manipulate them? Nothing. I mean, they just had them on a piece of wood originally. Okay. But they were trying to get them all to move at the and sway at the same time. So just by using the springs. And well, the they put the springs on there to level it and to keep it from having shock and keep them from moving. Minimize but interference. What happens is that if you swing a pendulum left and one right uh-huh. and then let them go, they'll tick tock the way that they do, but then oddly eventually they fall into sync. Huh. Kind of like if you've ever noticed that you turn your left blinker light on and the guy in front of you already had his on, but then you notice that like his blinker light and your dashboard light sync up and then they fall out of sync. Yeah, um, but that's sync- because different manufacturers are using a different speed. Well, right? and it's also the, the 555 timer that's inside of their driving that, all kinds of things. But your brain also does the same thing. Even if you're walking with someone down the same hallway, you'll get in step. you walk on your left, he walks on his right. Eventually, you'll fall into yeah. step and then out of step again. Yeah. So the idea is that if you present to your brain these like that theta waves delta waves Uh um that the more it hears them the more readily it will tune into them when it hears them because much like exercising uh, playing in any band and that synchronicity that happens between musicians the more you play with that musician the more you're going to be able to go like "Ooh, every time he hits that note he goes here right um so your audio is like it's literally training your brain. You're making audio medicine yeah. is what you're doing. Do yeah. You, do you have to have a doctorate for that? No. Does it need a prescription? No. <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Before we go too deep into the okay, rabbit hole, yeah. we got to talk about this because mm-hmm. every time I revisit our episode that we did together, and I need to look up to see which one it was so I can <laughs> reference it. I'm terrible. <laughs> Dude, I got up at 3 o'clock this morning. I'm barely hanging you on. You think you're terrible. I'm over 300 in. Try keeping up with that. I just in? don't. I, I'm over 300 episodes in with dudes. Oh and beer, yeah, so, yeah. Like, so you get it. Don't feel bad about not keeping track of episodes. <laughs> the, the last thing we talked about right before we walked out the door, mm-hmm. um, I said something about conspiracy bananas. Ooh, and you were like, "Let's not start with bananas, bro." And I, I was like, "All right, all right, we're out. We'll do that next time." <laughs> So okay. I, I, I'm dying, and anybody that listened to the previous episode is also going to want to know right. what you have to say about Chiquita Bananas. Well, <laughs> specifically, and you can look this up, there was, a, there was a firm many years ago, and it kind of goes into this study and the music that I make, things like that. Um, and even more so into a lot of the technology that is coming out from Sonos and JBL, right now since they teamed up and have shaken hands uh industrially now JB, they, jbl is the they make the audio maker. yeah they make yeah. audio equipment. yeah they make home so, home so, audio so, pro so audio no? speakers is that what you said so, sonos 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 they they make a lot of sound bars okay for tvs stuff like that they were also an, an intermediary uh that was kind of a digital handshake between alexa and other devices mm-hmm. that are not alexa okay you know, just make sure I tied those that together. kind of stuff. Right, don't let so me interrupt again. The technology that re- relates to bananas 
is near field audio and it operates kind of like these little speakers right here that are jawbone speakers that instead of having an actual speaker sit in front of your face right on your jawbone and vibrate your jawbone for you to hear audio do they work well oh they work amazingly well just like earbuds yep I could turn music on right now and be listening to it full blast and you would not hear it at all. Does, and I would still be able to hear you. Does it still travel through the ear canal at all? Yeah. So it's it's using their eardrums. Yeah. It's because, just, you know, it's an eye, nose, and throat specialist. Those right. things are connected. Right, right, right. So, yeah. Like, it, when it vibrates my jawbone, it travels through my cochlea and through my ear bones huh. into my ear. You can do the same thing, vice versa, and actually have these pick up your voice through your jawbone. Wow. So, I mean, these have a boom mic on them. But Jabra, many years ago, came up with the jawbone. Uh It was just a receiver that went in your ear, and that's how it operated. The microphone had zero background noise. Yeah. Because it all came off the vibration of your jawbone. So how close would somebody have to get to your ear in order to hear the audio coming out of within that? a Within a couple of inches. Like okay. if you hold that thing in your hand and put your ear up to it, you can hear music. So so but, would this be something that the special forces uh Oh absolutely service, it would be it would be implemented in places like that. But yeah. more than that, it was the fact that And if you go around museums, you see it frequently now, where it almost looks like a cone of silence above an exhibit. Mm -hmm. There's like a little plastic dish with an ultrasound speaker above it. And you hear nothing about that exhibit until you step within proximity of the exhibit. I think there's some of that at the Perot Museum in Dallas. Oh, sure. And that's just it. All of that came from a technology that was experimented with years ago that was proven through the selling of bananas. Oh, God. And it was it was the fact of you're walking through the produce section. Oh, look, squash, nice. And as you passed the banana thing and came within proximity, you heard a banana commercial. There were no speakers. You didn't hear it in the tomato aisle. You didn't hear it next door at the apples. You only heard it when you went by the bananas. And they had a 30% increase in sales. Did anybody click the box to the terms of service? No terms before of service. They came you're in, the in private property. Oh, my God. But (laughs) it was a huge proving ground for stuff like, basically, it was vibrating your skull to the frequency so that you could hear the sound. Oh, wow. Same thing that the JBL speaker is now doing. They now have JBL speakers for your home that are wireless speakers there's no actual cone in it so let me ask it's you vibrating this, your skull whenever i see a device that is directional audio mm-hmm. is that what that is yes. every single time to an extent i mean huh. directional audio is really more the fact that as you zoom in the range of the microphone narrows yeah so like as as you zoom in from like on a camera let's say uh-huh. your subject is 20 yards away from you um, as you zoom in from 20 yards to five yards and make it a tight shot, the microphone narrows its field with you. Yeah. But it doesn't have, it's not using the technology that we were just talking about. Kind of the same, but in reverse. <laughs> so, and then you get into crazy things like Knight Rider. Like, I don't know if you are old enough to remember oh, Knight Rider. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is um, what, do you remember David, Silent Mode? David Hasselhoff, right? Yeah. 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 You know, do I remember silent mode? Silent mode, Man, where gonna... he'd click on silent mode and Kit went like, 
<laughs> like you didn't hear the engine Kit anymore. Kit can do everything. Well, that was basically the same thing. Like if you take nine hertz mm -hmm. and feed nine hertz back at nine hertz in reverse, Nulls they cancel out. each other yeah. out and nullify. Mm -hmm. So sound canceling headphones. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how sound canceling headphones work. They are basically using an algorithm with a microphone outside to listen to the outside world and then send you the direct phase opposite at the same time that cancels that out. You know what a dynamic absorber is on a helicopter? Yes. The same concept. uses vibrations to mm -hmm. null out the vibrations created by the transmission, the engine, all the working parts yeah. inside the helicopter. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. And in a physical way. Otherwise, you'd need a huge computer with microphone and speaker arrays to do it. But you wouldn't get rid of the sympathetic vibration inside the helicopter yeah. that way, which leads to nausea and friggin' wrecked backs and all kinds of Explosive stuff. Explosive diarrhea. <laughs> I don't know from experience on that one. Is that how they can tell with all the helo pilots, you know, if they're like healthy or not? Well, <laughs> so what they used to do, and they still have these on most of the modern aircraft, I believe, is they, they just had basically a, 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 a spring system that would absorb yeah. some, I mean... It doesn't look like a spring. It's it's an arm, and it's got weights on it, and it's meant to absorb some of that vibration. The dynamic absorbers, as far as I know, didn't come all, along until fairly recently. And yeah. They, oh, I'm sure. They feed uh, vibration back into the aircraft to, to minimize yeah. uh, friction on the airframe. Well, so. and uh, that's just it, because you're at that point, you're reducing metal fatigue yeah. on the frame. Yep. You're uh, like especially using composite parts now in, a, in addition to metal the Lighter way that you're stuff, doing. Yeah. And really, it it all has to do with the advent of these little things, man. Micromotors. That's, yeah. what, that's what makes your cell phone vibrate. Yeah. Is is a little bitty wafer thin motor that's slightly off axis. So we so could build an Iron Man suit feasibly. Oh, all day long. Yeah. All day long. Um I need the one that he had, I think, in Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah, with the, the suitcase. Yeah, yeah, the, the suitcase. happy carried around. God, man. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Now we're going down that Facebook rabbit hole that we were going down on uh -oh. like the the Uber nerd Star Wars type stuff. Let's let's go. <laughs> let's let's get into it. <laughs> that that was interesting because I've I I gave my son his first viewing. My son is almost four years old uh -huh. um, and getting to the point where it's like, okay, I'm good with sharing PG with him. Right. Um, so, yeah, Star Wars is totally PG. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he got his first Star Wars viewing the other day. What did you show him? Star Wars. But like which episode one? Episode one. Okay. A New Hope. There's, I mean, that will forever just be Star Wars. The others have titles to me. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, that's just Star Wars. Um, but yeah, so he, I guess he loved it. It was great, but it was one of those like, I'll accept some plot holes. That's uh, cool. Yeah. Like, I grasp it. You've like, changed hands a few times, yeah. Or, yeah, but even then... Um, the the line was still originally the fact that and the first time that you ever hear like the acumen of the stormtroopers referred to is from Ben Kenobi where he's they find the Jawa trailer and it's all messed up uh -huh. and he's like oh look at these blast marks they're they're far too accurate for sand people <laughs> this is this is obviously the work of imperial stormtroopers who can't hit shit who can't hit on, on their best day and and at the same time one of my buddies chimed in he's like yeah dude go out go watch phantom menace sam people are like picking off freaking 
pod pilots that's right. like in motion yeah, that's with right. a rifle. They're moving like 300 <laughs> miles an hour. Sam, like stormtroopers can't hit you standing still, but Sam people are like Far pro snipers. For sand people. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just like, there's, uh, don't get started in the Star Wars plot holes. Yeah, but it's a really shitty regionally, uh, yeah. re- regionalist thing to so, say, too. So I, been. Well, I went into the, yeah, I know, right? Like, how latently racist, dude. <laughs> Did he just call them sand people? Oh, my God. I'm pretty sure they prefer to be called sand folk. Yeah, in this um, but, part of the desert. Yeah, so I went into the whole gun training thing of like somebody like, don't tell me that at this point, because by the point that Star Wars comes around, they've gotten to the point of conscription. Conscription? Conscription. So like uh, Clone Wars are over. When the when the stormtroopers first started, they were clones of Jango Fett. Right. The, the clone father of Boba Fett. Right. So right. technically, they were all kind of like Bobas. Yeah. Um, Just natural badass. Yeah. Yeah. They were like naturally good with a gun. Yeah. Um, and so Clone Wars happen. They run out of clones. Empire still exists. Um, so they are actively going out at that point, conquering people and conscripting them into service, okay. pressing them into you. You can either die. Work for us or come fight for us. One of the three. Even worse than a draft. Because, unfortunately, it, it doesn't cost a nickel for a bullet anymore. It's a laser rifle. It's pretty free. We charge it with the sun. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it, it's pretty cost effective. Um, death, death is minimized at a cost now. So, yeah, it was one of those, like, don't tell me that somebody isn't training these people that are farmers how to pull a trigger, how to squeeze it, not pull it. <laughs> like maybe they're all just going hard right practice your fundamentals you know like it, like <laughs> why are you why are you burying your finger in there just the tip come on <laughs> like if you if you just learn some basic shooting fundamentals empire yeah, you well, do a whole lot but you wouldn't need the major space weapons to destroy a whole planet at once right that's all i'm well, saying and that's that's what it is you know they were having some <laughs> they were having some big budget meeting and they're like all right here's what we have for the training program and they're like oh my god how much is it gonna cost well, somebody Why probably don't- said like shut up dude you're gonna queer the deal on the freaking <laughs> death star like we just landed the death star contract don't push them to that yet that's 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 why they went we with saw, the Death Star. We saw cheaper. training as a different package. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> the UK actively just passed a repair law, which hopefully oh, we will be passing pass? here in America. I saw that it has to yes. last for ten years. Yeah. So well, was- not just that, but manufacturers have to make small parts available for people to repair at home. Yeah. So, so the so this bill for our listeners that haven't been nerding out on stuff like this. Um the UK passed a new bill that says that if you're going to produce a piece of technology, it has to last for 10 years. You have to make uh, repair parts readily available, and they're going to hold these people, I guess, liable in the event that they do not honor this new bill. Yeah. Which is incredible because yeah. that means my cell phone that I paid $2,000 for better last 10 years. <laughs> To an extent. Because you don't know. You don't. You really don't know. I mean, we know because yeah. we've had a bunch of these. We know yeah. that we are only going to get about two years out of this device. Now, granted, I think most of this is for home appliances, not necessarily all oh, devices. Oh, no. I thought it was tech. Well, you got to remember that is not a self-reparable device. 
Right. There's a bunch of different companies putting parts. And as soon as you crack the case of that, you avoided the warranty on I it. I never would do that. But well, yeah, oh, you well, mean the you box? Can't also, you mean the box? Good, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I would never. However, you, you seem like the kind of guy that would do something like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, I replay- you probably take the mattress tag and rip that off as soon as you. Yeah, Chris, rip it, <laughs> snip that bastard right off. I just can't stand the way it sounds whenever I pull I'm a friggin' sheet off. I'm like, sitting here with a criminal. Yeah. Oh God, dude, I am a multiple federal felon. If there are friggin' mattress police out there, shit, <laughs> you got my DNA all over the. I cut them off at friggin' Whoa, hotels. Let's, let's I'm not at, talk about dude. your DNA on the mattress, Chris. Come on, this is a PG. Recording. I got, I got like a, I got like a serial murderer scrapbook. <laughs> A friggin' mattress tags from across the country. You, hotel. you, you, you know what? You I got should... like you, you got like old okay, Polaroids. I'm that up, but when I go back on the road, I'm doing it, dude. I'm just, cutting the tags just... off every mattress on the road. You, you should have. That'll be funny. It's okay. I got it. Um, you should have like old Polaroids and like a photo album, like of every mattress you've like, ever had from like, like 1974. Buffalo Bill style of yes. me like cutting the tag, like close ups of like the fray coming off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since it's out of the secret box, and I do want to talk about this, go if, ahead. If we can, no, no, no. Go ahead. Tell me exactly what you did with Alex Jones and what the hell that was like. I was an on-air producer. Okay. So my job was to find guests, people like us, people like Dr. John Hall, who talks about Target at the time that I was on Alex Jones, just to give people a time frame. Um, I was live on air as producer running the switch with Richard Belzer from, you know, like Law and Order. Okay. Things like, yeah. Scarface. Yeah, yeah. The comedian in Scarface. Okay. You know, like, oh, yeah, I need a gram too. Um, (laughs) Richard Belzer. He's apparently a huge JFK assassination freak and has like two or three books out about the topic. Okay. Um, so we were on air talking about that when the Boston bombing happened. Oh, fuck. Bro, like, I came over the guy's headphone in his ear, like, FYI, and typically while we were running show, we had, like, three TVs up with news footage running. Right. Like, CNN on one, Fox News on another, MSNBC, that kind of stuff. it's a stuff. live show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a news show on top of that. And yeah. I, that's that's what people need to remember. If if you go and listen to Alex Jones, folks, A, number one, please don't judge people that do at all. If you judge people that do, go judge them if they listen to Rachel Maddow, too, because she's just as whack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's infrared ultraviolet. The question is, how purple are you? Okay. You know, how in the middle are you? How red or blue are you? I feel like that's a very easy you should way be of as, looking at politics. You should be as purple as possible <laughs> and not really care either way. Nice. But vote on people because of what they stand for yeah. and what they believe. I not agreed. because of what you've been told. Here you go. Here's one for you. And and you shouldn't be following <laughs> news anchors like they're your freaking messiah. Right. Sorry. Yeah. On any rank. I don't even care if you're an Alex Jones fan. Yeah. And I was his producer. Um, so my job was to find people. I also came in at about 6 a.m. earlier than anybody else, left earlier than anybody else because I came in earlier, and I found the news stories. Yeah. So Alex's shtick, and make no mistake, it's a shtick, is to take news stories, put them through the light of history, and here's the trick, 
extrapolate to the worst case scenario. That's where the fear comes from, is the worst case scenario. Now, you take those news stories and put them through the lens of history and put them on today. There's some pretty relevatory shit going on, bro. Yeah. And it's wild. And the thing is, it was my job to find those stories. (laughs) And if you don't trust Alec Jones, my question is, do you trust the New York Times? Do you trust CNN? Do you trust the Washington Post? Do do you trust the LA Times? That's where the material is coming from. Because that's where all these things are coming from. They're coming from both sides of the aisle to him. And he's just extrapolating to the worst case scenario. That's it. Did you did you hear the most recent episode he did with uh, no. Joe? I don't. I, I listened to part of the episode with Joe Rogan, but on occasion it's hard to listen to Alex. I'm sure it is, but at at towards the end, and I might be wrong. They might have done another episode. He sounds so tired, and Joe asks, "Oh yeah, him, like I can't imagine. Can he's you not. keep this up? Like, are you going to be yes. okay? Like, yeah, he can." If there's any shining example he's given to our industry, that's it. Right there. Perfect. You can monetize any audience as long as you do it like that. Very well put. Because it doesn't matter. He's not on Spreaker. He's not on Libsyn. He's not on iTunes. He's not anywhere except his own freaking website. Nice. And still has an entire staff of people that I know working for him. That That's, that's so, incredible. Yeah, it's it's that true. should be the goal. It should be the goal yeah. for all of us. Forget Anchor. Forget all of them. Learn to do it on your own URL and wreck it. Wreck shop. I don't care what you're about. He's just a shining example of what our industry with, should with be. With that being said, you're still on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what you're saying is your RSS feed is, is originating from your my, website. My website. Yeah. My website. So your content is not... Yeah. And Be- believe me, I, to any other hey, platform. I talk about so like when I interviewed the guy from the UN, he was honestly like, I will be surprised if your interview makes it to air. If your interview may like I had an episode about end time prophecies with a bishop and exorcist banned in nine countries. I think we talked about this. Because we were talking about Israel and Iraq and things like that in reference to end time prophecies. Mm -hmm. Do you think Israel and Iraq let their people listen to everything in the world? Hell no! No. Especially when it comes to end time prophecy, son. Because they all revolve around there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Like, even my little show has dealt with that. Yeah. Much less on his level. So, By the way, I'd love to interview an exorcist. Okay, I can make that happen. Come on, then. <laughs> I can make that happen. Um, so, for me, it's one of those, like, hey, I was a button pusher, man. My my job is to push buttons. I have pushed buttons for Susan G. Komen. I have pushed really? buttons for a- ASPCA. I, I have pushed buttons for companies that I would never go out and buy a product from in the world. You know why? Because my job is to mash buttons. ASPCA. PCA, that's the American the Society for Protection in, Against Cruelty to Animals. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the arms of the angels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. Take my money. Yeah. Just take it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good um, person. I love dogs. And yet, still, I've, I've also worked for companies that I would never give a dime to. 
Yeah. You know why? Because it's my job, it's dude. Job. I just push buttons. I'm not mad at you. Man, if I made a political stance about every friggin' gig I got as a producer or somebody who runs wires, like building their studio, I'd be out freaking cooking still. And that's that's what people have to understand sometimes whenever this cancel culture bullshit with like an actor or a musician or whoever in I, the public eye. I can't eye. wait until oh. I'm getting paid good government propaganda money. You know, Chris, that's just me. Chris, Chris, that one time he worked for that one asshole and that guy that yeah. he worked for doesn't, you know, align with my political beliefs. Fuck Chris. Yeah. Totally. What? No. Absolutely. That's the way it works now. That is the way it works now. <laughs> and it's horrifying. Yeah, it And it's is. like, dude. And it's getting worse. Dude, you realize how far down the line that goes? Let's, uh, like, let's no, don't even no. rabbit hole that. people like that don't care. And the media <laughs> the media pushes it because they it do. sells tickets. Because it's a story. It puts, that, it puts it's, asses it's, in seats. That's it, man. It is, And I'd love to say it's about Edward R. Murrow, the truth on a larger level. Here's the facts just the facts yeah. you make up your opinion from them i'm nope. walter cronkite yeah. walter cronkite is way long gone yeah the fact that our and i am no fan of trump i'm not a trumper he reminds me a lot of my dad i love my dad <laughs> we'll have christmas and thanksgiving together but i understand the fact that if i send my kid to spend a week with my dad when he gets a little bit You're gonna older have to have a debrief we're gonna have a de yeah we're gonna have a deprogramming <laughs> session you know because he's gonna be like say hey, hey. it's kind of like that king of the hill episode where you see cotton the first time where he's like go on give me them pancakes and he slaps her on the butt yeah. and then bobby does it that'd be that'd be what my kid would have to go through be like why are you slapping people on the butt to get pancakes son that ain't how you get them that's where uh king of the hill the the, the grandfather <laughs> slaps the 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 new the the mom or the stepdaughter the the, slaps the mom peggy, on the butt peggy come on now bobby slapped peggy's ass yeah oh no Bring me my pancakes woman <laughs> so apparently bobby slaps his own mother yeah. on the ass yeah because grandpa does it to get his <laughs> and grandpa's cool that's what i do right i won't be like no, it ain't what you do <laughs> hell no that's not what you do um uh, but that's the thing and we have to understand that like and, and i had this discussion recently on the dudes and beer group with some people about all the disney stuff um and i was like hey man I'll be real. I'm 45 and I'm a man. Ain't no faux man. I'm a man. Like I can, <laughs> I can skin a catfish. I can skin a deer. I can, I can change my own oil. I can I'm a man. start a fire with carburetor cleaner and a lighter. I don't even need that. I could. That's how I do it. I carburetor <laughs> cleaner is epic. That's fun. <laughs> you can start any fire with you that. You can borrow that sound effect if you want. That I just. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sample it. Um, but yeah, but it's one of those like. Here's the thing. Like, we're in a different day and age, man. Like, I'm a Dumbo fan. Any day I want to weep like a man, I'll put Dumbo on. Dude. And I'll watch Dumbo get rocked by his mom by her trunk inside of it. And, and like, I will weep, but I will never, ever not admit the fact that the crows and Dumbo are, racist. are a little bit like, yeah. not, I'm not going to yeah. say racist, <laughs> but I will say utterly stereotypical. 
I didn't know until just now that that's why they were after Dumbo. But I do remember those crows. Oh, they're, they're up on the line smoking I'll be done cigarettes. I've about everything until yeah. I've seen an elephant fly. Yeah. And, and one I of the people that. in my group was like, people talk that way. And I was like, believe me, my friend, I'm a Cajun. I know people talk that way. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're going to do that, I want Waterboy removed, too. Yeah. Yeah. I want Princess and the Frog to have the same exact notation at the beginning that Dumbo does. Because Cajuns are one of the only cultures indigenous to America. But of course you don't mean that. because if, I do if, mean that. No, no, no. Because if we, if, if we were to do that, what you're suggesting, uh-huh. then we would just be as bad as the people trying to take the crows out of Dumbo and shut down Dumbo. I don't, I don't, here's the thing. They, they, they needs to be to left take, alone. They aren't trying to take it out of Dumbo. I know. They're trying to shut Dumbo down. Well, right? no. The whole what, thing. Well, the whole concept was that it's removed from children's platforms. So if, if you've got a Disney Plus account, like I've got a... I, uh, for instance, I have a Facebook or a Netflix account for me and my wife yeah. and one for my son. My son can't watch Outlander yeah. with like horrible rape scenes right, and things like right. that. But he can watch this cartoon. Now, here's the thing. You go to Disney Plus. There's some stuff that may be a little bit insensitive because, yeah, guess what? When movies were made in the 1920s. It's different. Cinderella wasn't made. For just kids. Yeah. That was an adult movie, too. Dumbo was an adult movie, too. If you remember, Looney Tunes made these references. Oh, yeah. They may, I mean, even, I've even brought up the point on Dudes and Beer of the lady in Tom and Jerry. Sure. Perhaps a housekeeper. You know, Thomas, Thomas. Right. But here's the thing. In late night, Saturday night with Thomas, where Thomas brings his buddies in and they're having the jazz party, that woman was putting on her pearls. She owned that house. She was going out. She was a black woman in the 1930s that owned her own home and owned pearls. Yeah. You're going too deep. That's a that's a pretty deep cut, and that's pretty... But, but here's, here's the surface level shit. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. The media... Giants need to stay relevant, and they've been struggling for sure. a really long time. And before COVID, that's how they were doing it. They yeah. were they were helping people find these little enraging yeah. things. Oh, sure. And they're pumping the stories up. And then you see that, and you go, "Well, here's something we can fight about." Yeah, you know, because then it becomes a left versus right. It definitely does. And even even a year or so ago, before all of the it COVID stuff, was was quite literally the Franklin argument with peanuts. If you remember, there was one Thanksgiving where they did not show the Peanuts Thanksgiving special on mm. NBC because Franklin, the one black character in the Peanuts, was given a patio chair to sit on at the table. Now, granted, you go watch the Peanuts Thanksgiving special. It is an odd mixed match of chairs all the way around there's like a rolling chair there's a leaning chair there's a bar stool but his all was kinds a of stuff patio but chair. because he's on a patio chair and he's the black kid so yeah it's what are you gonna fight about but here's the thing disney didn't remove anything not anything at all what they did was say kids you can't watch this adults when you watch this there now pops up a warning saying listen these movies were made in a time when culture was different. You need to be ready to have this conversation 
with your child. I kind of think that's fair. That's very fair. That's just it. It was extraordinarily fair. I don't think it's actually the responsibility (laughs) of the people making these films to put that out. They're dead. But it's a... (laughs) That's that's the people that won the Academy Awards for Dumbo are dead, dude. That's the conversation that needs to that be That needs to happen. Exactly. Yes. So kids can't watch it without their parents. Well, is basically what happened. I don't think and a lot okay. a, a large percentage of the people raising children probably shouldn't be raising children. But <laughs> <laughs> but shit, that's coming from a single guy hey, that doesn't have any kids. We tried but regulating I've been to Walmart. In I've been to Walmart. Here's the thing. We and I make this point on dudes and beer a lot. We tried regulating stupid in America. It led to eugenics laws until 1978. So that's the point I was trying to get. <laughs> it's it's nobody's business to no. tell anybody how to raise their children. No. So the fact that that is being incorporated is... in these films for adults like by the way, this is how you should raise your children. No, no, no. Fuck out of here. It's it's literally 30-second disclaimer at the beginning of the movie. I don't know. It doesn't I, chop it would, anything It would piss out. me off. I'm here to watch a movie. I can understand. Let me talk to my kids how I'm going to talk if to my kids. If you want to have that discussion, sure. Here's the thing. For them, it's one of those, like, we created this. Did we contribute to this? Right. Over the last 60 years? Maybe. Did we contribute it's to a, some of these? It's, it's a lot of CYA. Cover your ass. Absolutely. For sure. And quite honestly, it's know. one of those like, hey, man, we live in a PC world. I, I spent years as a youth minister. I understand the aspect of softening blows. I understand the aspect of if we need to gentlify things, not gentrify, but gentlify yeah. things and lessen that blow. Okay, because sure. it is the fact of, yes, I've got to have that talk on the way to my dad's house with my kid. Right. Listen, man, I know you love Papa Dan. And I do, too. I love him, too. <laughs> but he's a dick. He's a... He's a dick, bro. Like, I he, love him. He lives in the past. <laughs> but he's about he's about 30 years past. Yeah. And he's going to give you some concepts that maybe 30 years past... He's going to give you some words and slang words about people that may be 30 years past that are not appropriate anymore. Yeah. Even about ladies that are not appropriate anymore. This is why I don't have kids. It's too much stress. I'm I'm getting sweaty again. I see that. (laughs) I see you physically wiping your sweat off. Aside from the heat in this place. So, yeah, you know, it's one of those, like, as we grow as a society, even even us as podcasters, mm-hmm. like I was saying, like, we have to keep on top of these things. We have to keep on top of the way that our platforms share information. Yeah. We have to keep on top of whether even now on YouTube, if your stuff says made for kids, boy, howdy, it better be made for kids. I do not. I check the other box. You even, are even even if it is a hundred percent G-rated podcast. You are liable for an FTC nope. violation up to ten thousand dollars. Damn, that's FTC, folks. That do is not, Federal Trade Commission. Do not label your podcast as made for children. I never have. I always put explicit content, not made for children, because it's Doesn't not. Matter. It's not 
it's it's really it's not it's even not, about f bombs. It's no, not even about f bombs. No, and most, it's about CYA. Most of, I, I want to say ninety five percent of the podcast. Like if I if I detected all that my guest is not, I not almost okay. made a straight up trigger warning for dudes and beer <laughs> for twenty twenty one as I rebranded things where it was like trigger warning, trigger warning. You are tuned in to the Dudes and Beer podcast. <laughs> you may come across some concepts that change your paradigm, rock your paradigm, make you question the way your paradigm is. That's the kind of that is dis- the idea. That's the kind of disclaimer that gets you put in the the same category. Dudes as, uh, and Beer Alex originally Jones. started with a disclaimer, and I'm, I'm trying to find a copy of it because it's great and it's classy. And I got warnings all over because not only did it include Beavis and Butt-Ed oh. and their voices, which of course would trademark trigger a copyright, trademark copyright, yeah. but it also included the music from uh, from People's Court. And it was pretty much <laughs> dum, like dum, dum. The, yeah, like. Oh, I'm thinking a lot. I'm thinking a law and order. The Dudes and Beer Podcast. Well, when you find it, send it to me. Oh, it was classy. It was great. You know, it started out like, yeah, this is going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be awesome. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Shut up, dude. It was so fantastic. And you can't find a copy of that? Oh, I guarantee you I have one somewhere. Like, it's on every single episode for the first two years. It was a friend who was a guest who was like, you know, man, I know that you're like trying to reach a different level. And he was never even involved in broadcast. And he was like, have you considered removing the disclaimer? Because it seems a little silly sometimes. And I was like, all right. And I pulled it. Yeah. I just, pulled the just disclaimer. Just on that. Just on well, that. Well, you probably spent some time thinking about it. And you're like, yeah, yeah I did. He's I got did. A and I was like, yeah, you may be right. I've already been kind of thinking that right. for a while. And I, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was one of those, like, I went with it and I yeah. did it. Now I like it better now. Because, yeah. yeah, it's totally 30 seconds less at the top of the show. And well, let's put out some content real let's quick do it. For, for everything you got going on. Like, uh, Podcast Cadet. Podcastcadet.com. We help people, we help creators navigate the waters of podcasting. So anything, podcast for yourself, friends, family, business, church, school, whatever. So Chris threw up this uh, group invite the other day, and I accepted it, of course. And I've just been watching some of the content that's rolling out. If you have a podcast or you're thinking about getting into podcasting, this is going to be a group that is going to help you along your journey. There are also people inside this group, such as myself, that if you post a question like, yo, what's the difference between a dynamic mic and a condenser mic? Yeah. You're going to get a flood of people. Hey, this is what it is. Like me, who are audio engineers. Chris, Chris, right off the cuff, (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll jump on that. But you're... that that's a very simple. You got another twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so check it out. That's that's what you need to do with yeah. that. Now, if you're a podcast listener and it, oh well, it kind of looks like you are. Uh, check out dudes and beers. This is a a very fun and engaging conversation that he has with all sorts of weird people. Oh man, interesting, intelligent, good stuff. And actually, the thing that drew me to Chris and having him on the show is uh, that we, we kind of parallel each other in some ways. And I like his show uh, way more than I like my show because it's him and not me. And uh, I really appreciate so all the content. like other people's content. I, I just I really appreciate it. So if you find any enjoyment out of Fort Worth Roots, 
Go check out Dudes and Beers. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. It's and, a deep uh, cut in society. I'll tell you that. He's 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 a little more out there than me. He's 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 a maverick, you know. In this day and age of podcast, uh, what did we call it earlier? The 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 uh, the Wild West, Wild West, Wild of West podcast of podcasting. Days. Chris is more a cowboy dude. The than only me. reason I have not been cancel cultured or out outright silenced by platforms. I literally attribute to the name Dudes and Beer. Oh, well, I, I really you, think it I, has let us algorithmically fly underneath <laughs> a lot of radars. I thought you were going to say you had nudes of Hillary, so. No, no, no. I was way off. Dudes and Hill Dog? It'd be Hill Dog all day, not Hillary. <laughs> I said, I, I thought you have nudes of Hillary. Oh, and you the, need nudes of Hill Dog? I got nudes of Hill Dog. Oh, is her name Hill Dog? <laughs> That's what was tripping me up. I thought that's how you didn't get canceled. Like you no, had some no, no. really good stuff. You could using never get names canceled. like Hill Dog instead of Hillary. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> got it. Algorithms. Now you got it. Algorithms. <laughs> Shit. All right, Chris is going to teach me some things. <laughs> I'm going to stop making terrible. That's jokes. why we use the term conspiracy hypothesis, right? Not conspiracy theory right. on dudes and well, beer. We talked about that on this the first episode. Conspiracy hypothesis was considered a trigger word by the FBI right. and now in databases. Shit. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said the C word. It's okay. You can times. C word it up all day long. <laughs> some places don't like it. Some some women especially get very offended when you say the what, C word. What conspiracy? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> They start sweating. They get mad. Like they throw when you things. You say the c word. Um, all right. Did Did you tell them the website for dudesandbeer.com? Yes. Or for podcastcadet.com? Yeah, those two. Okay. All right. So we're good there. Chris, man, thank you so much. Hey, I love anytime. your badass. I, as soon as we hit the the end button, I gotta get the camera and kind of just take a look at your <laughs> badass studio. There's some stuff in that box right there that. I know that's the Hellraiser cube. Yeah, it is. And when that caught my eye, <laughs> I lost complete focus. I don't. And I looked back at you, and I feel like you saw me see that. Yeah. And it I was, felt there, you there was see a that. bit of a moment. Anyway, I felt you wanting to mix it up and play with the cube. Uh-uh. And, I'm and, not touching that guy. And thing. see what see see what Cenobites you bring up. Well, that that the, see see ooh. Hey, they might be really fucking weird. Oh yeah. Um, but that thing ruined my childhood. So oh, I. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Chris, thank you, man. Hey, anytime. And uh, let's do this again real soon. Anytime, bud. And uh, what? So last time it was bananas. What's what's gonna be the subject next time? Next time will be the uh, the esoteric future. What we can do to manifest things in our life, like the real world. Everything is frequency. There is nothing that's not carrier frequency. It, it, the same as somebody tapping in to your freaking child monitor with their cell phone outside or with a scanner. The universe works the same way. Does that sound like an AV guy? Yeah. Because <laughs> I can cross patch anything, dude. But you know what? <laughs> I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> All right. Until right. next time. Whew. Christopher Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Chris, thanks for being on the show again, brother. I can't wait for the next one. It's it's always very extremely random, but very entertaining. Thank you for bringing me into your home and letting me see your studio. That's incredible. Something to shoot for. 
Alright guys, uh, like I said, it'll be in the show notes, but dudesandbeer.com. Dudes and Beer Podcast is my favorite production or product that he's putting out right now. I love that show. Um, you can go to dudesandbeer.com or just check it out on whatever platform you're listening to. He also has Talking Sound Podcast, which is uh, AV, uh, you know, centered podcast. HC Universal Network can be found at H- hcuniversalnetwork.com. Awesome. <sighs> Thank you all for being here. Thank you for continuing to support the show. And uh, if you want to contact me, leave a voicemail, whatever. It's media at fortworthroots.com. I will see you next week. Bye-bye.